and the sort of infamous press conference where you know I'd signed for Blackburn a week before but told to shut my mouth otherwise I'd be in trouble. I'm Chris Sutton and this is my Norwich City story. painting a picture of myself at uh, Horsford First School which was I was brought up in the village of Horsford which is just just outside Norwich near the airport um, lovely little village went to the village school and yeah I painted a picture of myself and uh, and wrote on the picture I want to be a professional footballer uh, one day and I used to play in the playground at school um, with my friends and that's that's my first memory of football well, I played for the, the local Horsford uh, village team. And when I first started off, I think I was about eight or nine years old and I used to run the under 12s and we used to get walloped sort of 15 nil, 20 nil most weeks. But it was a good learning curve, as they say. I was playing as a, as a centre forward, as, a, as I mostly did throughout my, um, my uh, youth career. Um, certainly in the early days, I mean, as, I got older and we went up through the age groups and I actually got to the age of 12. We, were, we had quite a successful um, village side. Uh, and I think there was a guy called Paul Warren who, you know, Norwich fans would be familiar with who came and he was from North Walsham. So as, as we progressed as a team and got better, we started to attract some of the big hitters around the county. Uh, into the Horsford team and uh, no it was a good uh, good upbringing really and a, a good environment to to play football I used to play at the local recreation ground with my friends most days and uh, and that was how we learned to play I mean I wouldn't describe it as street football it was more sort of field football back then in the country I did pretty well um, for the uh, for, for Horsford, the Horsford team, and uh, and at the middle school, I had a teacher called Mr. Turner who pushed me uh, uh, into the Nor uh, into the Norwich Schools FA as it was at, uh, at the time, and uh, I was a, I, you know I wasn't the best player uh, you know in the area, far from it, but I was invited to a, a Norwich City trial at the age of. 12 and it was a center of excellence back then i think there was a guy called john waters who who ran it and i used to go down on a monday night uh, i used to uh, from horsford i used to cycle to my uh, grandmother's house at helston and she used to walk me around to uh, a guy called neil carey actually uh, to uh, to his father's house and he used to drive us on a monday night to, to trouse and i had a trial period for sort of six six weeks maybe 10 weeks and uh, and at the end of that trial period uh, Norwich City said that they didn't want to keep me on so you know so, so essentially I was rejected and uh, I can remember at the time feeling really quite hurt and dejected and thought it was the end of the world naturally I suppose as, as I would and that was my chance gone and so I was I wouldn't say I was a, a bit sort of anti uh, football at the time but that's when I started to probably concentrate more on uh, on my cricket than my football so, so throughout my teenage years I uh, I would say that or you know that say teenage years 13 14 15 I, I would say that I was more into my cricket than football uh, and then uh, just for a local county cup competition from the high school health and high school uh, it, was, it was in my GCSE year and I, I wouldn't say I was a great academic and, and what have you. I actually, um, I actually, my I was the only person in my family to fail an exam and I had two elder sisters and an elder brother and my parents told me I wasn't allowed to stand in sixth form so I, I went for a job at Norfolk County Council as a clerk and uh, I got it. Uh, and, and there you go, that was a highlight but subsequently, subsequently in that period, during that period, I, um, I, I think we, in the County Cup competition we played Case to High School in the semi-final and the game was at the Hewitt School in Norwich and I scored a hat-trick uh, 
and then we played in the final against uh, Yarmouth High, uh, which was on the Little Wembley for those people who would remember uh, inside the track at the Hewitt. Lovely pitch it was, and I scored a hat-trick in the final. And there was a scout there called Graham Wren, um, who you know, I knew from, from the early days, who was a Hewitt school teacher. And uh, he then recommended me for for uh, another trial. It was the end of the season at Norwich City. So I had about a two or three week window um, of opportunity and uh, and played a couple of games. I think we played against Northampton and then we played this touring team at Trout who were utterly useless. And I scored, I think I scored 10 goals uh, in this game. And that was probably the break which I needed. I mean, and uh, and the Norwich City then gave me a two-year YTS contract. So, you know, essentially I'd come from rejection at 12, not being through the schoolboy system. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, I thought I was going to, you know, be a, a, a big hitter at Norfolk County Council. And the next thing, I'm, uh, you know, I'm signing for, for Norwich City on a YTS. And I know which one I, uh, I preferred. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's out of order. Uh, my mum, I think, used to cut my hair. Uh, certainly looks like she cut my hair. I, uh, you can see there. Yeah, I, uh, I'm quite a shy lad back then, and I, I had a few issues with uh, with spots, obviously. So thank you for this. Yeah, that's lovely. Helton High School. They still have the same blazer, I think, if I'm right. Wow, do <laughs> no, I don't. Good looking. I mean, there was potential there, though. Potential there. Would I class myself as a Norwich City fan? I used to support Nottingham Forest. Uh, sorry, um, but that was because I was born in Nottingham. You know, my dad was a, a former Norwich City player. He played for Norwich City, Chester, and, and Carlisle. Uh, Twenty-eight. He damaged his knee and, and went to Loughborough University. Uh, and studied a, t a teacher training, and uh, and hence why I was born in Nottingham. And in fairness, Nottingham were the Nottingham Forest were the form team. So at the back then, the European Cup success, Brian Clough, uh, and then you know later on in my career, one of my heroes was John was John Robertson, fantastic left wing. It didn't look like a footballer. It was quite a sort of short and I wouldn't describe him as dumpy, but that was a I probably would. But uh, what a superb talent he was and uh, so I used to follow Nottingham Forest more than Norwich City. When I first went uh, went in as a youth team player I, I remember the first week and I was pretty petrified and I felt like a complete outsider in terms of the other boys who had come up through the schoolboy system I think there was a guy called Nick Brown who was a goalkeeper, Phil Church um, mm. Tim Woodings, I think he was a, he was a, a bit of a, uh, a late come come Armando Dimello or something like that. These boys uh, had all come up through the the schoolboy system and they'd they'd known each other and, and they'd all had a relationship. So I remember sitting in the dressing room, sort of in the early weeks, thinking, you know, I don't do I don't know whether I really felt comfortable in the environment and, and wanted to. Uh, not necessarily, I'm not saying I didn't want to be there, of course I did, but I felt, you know, out of the loop. Um, but the one thing I did, uh, I did have was an edge. And I think I had the edge because during the years uh, after my rejection, my, my dad, who was a, you know, huge influence on me, uh, really pushed me physically. And we, you know, used to used to go to. Uh, my grandparents were from Lowestoft. We used to go where I used to think we'd go to the beach for a kick around with the football. We used to run up the slopes, this, that, and the other. I used to go in early and do circuits at Helston High School. My dad was a PE teacher, and and physically, I wouldn't say I was, you know, the greatest athlete that ever lived. But what I did during those years, I, I created a base for myself, and uh, and albeit I felt I was a bit of an outsider when I first went into Norwich City I felt that I had an edge in terms of a hunger and I didn't want to let this opportunity pass me by and 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 I felt 
you know, compared to these, these other players, that I was going to leave them standing because maybe they felt it was a natural progression. Um, you know, it, it actually ended up fortunate the way things materialised in terms of the rejection and, and getting an, another opportunity and not letting it pass me by. Who was key for you in those two years in terms of who you learned from Coaching and, and you know, since I finished football and whatever you look back and you contemplate and uh, and whatever, uh, the youth team coach was a guy called Keith Webb, and uh, I didn't particularly like Keith uh, at, at the time, but I understood the environment which uh, we were in, and I'm very grateful to what Keith, uh, you know, actually did for me. You know, looking back in terms of, I thought that we were pushed exceptionally hard. Um, you know, physically, you know, and mentally and challenged and, and little things in pre-season, you know, always make sure you're beating the first team players, you have to earn the right. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, nowadays people would look on that as, as being a little bit old fashioned, but I quite, I quite liked, uh, you know, that mentality at the time. Uh, I, I thought the environment was a, a, a pretty harsh environment and a brutal environment. Uh, in, in many respects because albeit you're, you're in a youth team environment where you're playing with your teammates but the truth is you're trying to you know cut each other's throats and uh, and, and try and move up through the ranks and uh, and it, you know what what which I'm not I think Norwich City's moving a little bit back you know in, in this direction nowadays is there was a progression you could see as a young player though that there was a progression path into the first team you did well in the youth team into the reserves and you know I was you know, you, in, in the reserves, you're one step away from the first team. And, you know, I was playing in the in the reserves within that first season, um, you know, with, with players who were playing, you know, first team football. So, you know, I, I understood the progression and, uh, and uh, you know, moved on pretty rapidly. I suppose somebody who was influential at that time, we had a coach called David Williams, who was somebody I thought, you know, who was a really... Um, excellent coach and I always felt that uh, Dave Stringer was the manager at the time he was a little bit aloof as he you know should have been but I always felt that Dave Williams was one who who backed me in that particular time and bearing in mind I'd, I'd never played as a centre-half uh, before I'd gone to Norwich City uh, you know I uh, all of a sudden I was being moved sort of from centre forward centre half uh, and whatever and that versatility actually became very beneficial to me in, in terms of getting a you know a start in the first team in Norwich City uh, and, and getting a run of games and that was always you know a string which which I had to my bow but that was down to you know I never never played at centre half in any in any of the Horsford teams or the school team that was you know the first time so that was down to to Dave Williams and uh, you know fortunate that he had uh, had faith in me I think. I think there was a you know an opportunity uh, in a youth team game to play centre half and because I was pretty tall maybe they uh, you know they, they thought I could do a job there but I always you know I, I realized pretty quickly the progression which you could or the the giant strides which I could make and uh, and albeit when when I first started in the youth team I was in the reserves pretty quickly and then you think well you're only a step away from from the first team so you know that was I always felt that was a, 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 a you know a plus for me playing centre half. Well, the beauty of it back then is that um, you know, and I was always aware of this that uh, if there were injuries in the first team, if you were doing well in the in the reserves, you were the next one in. So uh, so the, you know had had I felt had I been at another club, I Manchester United or an Arsenal at that particular time, I don't think I would have got the got the opportunity. And uh, I think that's why Norwich, Norwich City actually, uh, in those days, had a lot of young lads coming through the ranks into the first team and, you know, were a self-sufficient club. So how did I feel? It, it was, I mean, a remarkable couple of years when I think that, you know, where I was, uh, you know, getting a job at Norfolk County Council to, to, to making my debut against QPR. I think I was in my second year of my YTS then and bet we were what were 29 pounds 50 the first year in a bus pass 35 pounds the second year still the bus pass and uh, you know I'd, I'd played division one football which was you know as we know at the premier league back then so you know, huge strides here we go and this ah lovely picture this was i think i can't i'm not sure about my shell suit uh it was obviously fashionable back in horsford back in the day but this was, I think, before I signed for 
Blackburn Rovers and you know, that's a lovely picture, a lovely picture of my dad who was you know, a really talented footballer uh, and we look very similar, we've both got enormous noses. Just, just before you switch, can you just talk to us as much as you want to about your dad, in terms of how much of an influence he was playing, playing and you playing? Yeah, well, you know, I said before that uh, in terms of you know, becoming a professional footballer, I would say that uh, you know, it was all, all down to him, really. Um, in, and when I say that, in keeping me going and, and dragging me out of bed in the mornings and making sure that I'd go in and circuits and cross country and running. He used to do a lot of track work when I was 15. And I said, you know, I wasn't a great athlete. But I, I think those years were so important to me and pushing me and I'd, I'd, you know, I'd say I don't want to do it, this, that and the other. And we'd, I'd go and I'd kick balls against the walls in the, in the gym in the morning. We used to go to the beach at Lowestoft and, and kick balls and they'd practice clipping left and right foot. And in, you know, in many respects those years were so important in terms of training my brain uh, and, and, and having that base and belief. And, when I got the opportunity again, it was, you know, a lot of it. I mean, my, my fitness levels when I went back down to Norwich City were, you know, really phenomenal. And that was down to, to one man and him. And, you know, after games, I'd, I'd used to speak to him. I can, at school, he was my PE teacher and uh, he would never, ever give me any praise in front of any of the other kids. It was, you know, an absolute, absolute no-no. But he was, you know, he was, he was very, very fair, I think. And if I did well, it's I did well more often than not. I didn't do well and, and he'd tell me. And, uh, and I think that, you know, that the fact that he pushed me and, uh, and, and pushed me to the limit at times, and some people might have deemed that, you know, nowadays that he was, you know, too tough, this, that and the other. I, you know, I think without that, then uh, there's absolutely no way I would have, uh, you know, become a, a footballer. So, you know, for that, I'm, you know, extremely grateful. And now, obviously, well, it, you know, he, he used to play and he's sort of suffering in a minute, uh, you know, not at the moment, but suffer, suffering through, uh, you know, dementia and he's in a home on the, the, you know, the outskirts of the city where he's, you know, looked after his 24 hour care. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very sad and it is what it is, but, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I'll go and see him now and, 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 and spend time with him. And, you know, I don't really think he knows who I am or, you know, my children are anymore. But, uh, you know, if, you know, I'm talking to him, I talk about, you know, back in the day and the times and funny things where, you know, with, with football, if I remember getting injured once at Helston High School, he's the referee and rather than stop the game, he ran past me and told me to get up. He said, get up, you wimp. And uh, like with cricket, if I played a, an expansive shot and he was umpire, he used to glare at me. So then, I'd, you know, I'd make sure I played properly. But, you know, it was all for a reason and all because he loved me and wanted me to do well. So for that, I'm, you know, eternally grateful, um, you know, to him. I think the reserve environment at that particular time, Mike Walker, um, who I liked very much. Mike was a very straight talker. Uh, and uh, I mean, he was a good motivator, Mike. And I thought that he uh, could be quite ruthless at times. I mean, it was, it was the days where we'd sort of go away and we'd have fish and chips and a crate of beer on the coach on the way home. and. So they put the world to rights, uh, which we, you know, which we all quite enjoyed. But, um, you know, it's a good grounding, the reserves, because, it, I mean, you know, I know nowadays they have the under 23 league, this, that and the other. But if you hadn't made it at sort of 18, 19, 20 back then, then, you know, then then you hadn't made it. And, the, uh, and that was pretty much that. But I was playing against experienced professionals, uh, you know, in the old combination as it was back then. And, you know, you learned a lot playing against the likes of, I mean, I remember playing against Spurs, Paul Walsh, you know, Vinnie Samways, uh, John Gale, I think he was at Wimbledon, you know, really big physical types. You, you learn to look after yourself. Well, going into training with the first team, I found daunting as, as a young player naturally would. Uh, these were the days when people could tackle uh, properly and when I say properly, you know, filthy tackles. I remember John Polston topping me extremely early on and, and getting back up. But it's about earning the right and earning the, you know, the, the player's respect. And I think that, you know, it, 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 it took a while, um, but 
you know, I think that, you know, I was a pretty accomplished player. I, I, I think what I did learn through the youth team is, you know, and I talked about, I think, my shyness in the early, you know, the early weeks and feeling a little bit out of it. I think eventually, you know, I learned that you had to sort of join in and become one of the lads, um, really, and and joining the band of this, that and the other. And uh, I have to say, by the time I became an early professional, I was quite good at the the, uh, the joining in and the banter, really. Well, yeah, this is, uh, I like this. Tim Shepherd. wow. He's looking fit there. Ah, oh, great memory. I'm in between two lookers there, aren't I? Uh, Brian Gunnan and Mark Walton. But I don't know which year this, this would be 90, this would be 91, 92, I'd be guessing. And the, uh, I mean, the, the, the kit is, I mean, it's iconic, isn't it? I mean, it looks, looks actually like vomit, doesn't it? But no, great memories, absolutely fantastic memories. Andy Johnson, young Andy Johnson. Oh, lovely stuff that. Gary Megson, yeah. He came in and changed our style, Gary Megson, where we used to be a footballing team. He tried to make us more robust. He used to vomit Gary Megson before games. Do people know that? No, he used to get really nervous and throw up. That's a bit of useless information. The semi-final game, because I think Fletcher was injured and things like that. And there was a lot of hope. That was actually one of those moments where Norwich had a favourites going into something. There was a lot of hope until, yeah, until the, well, Robert Fleck had, there was the old oxygen tank, which, uh, which was brought in. And, and there was a lot of hope until he, he didn't make it, I think. Uh, so, no, it was a major disappointment. I actually missed a good chance uh, at Hillsborough. That's probably why you asked me about the semi-final, but fair enough. Um, but they were, uh, we beat Southampton uh, in extra time. I think Alan Shearer played for Southampton. Tim Flowers uh, certainly was the goalkeeper because I reminded him about my brilliant header in the quarterfinal, which he claimed was a fluke. Uh, which clearly wasn't. Um, Neil Ruddock, and that, I think that game, they ended up with about five men. <laughs> they had so many players sent off. Uh, we go over the line, and then you think, you know, Norwich City, another big semi-final. Uh, but I think John Byrne, that was his season at Sunderland. But we were, we were that was a major disappointment. And, and I think in terms of a, a regret, you know, I never won the FA Cup as a player. Looking back, they lost to Liverpool in the final, but you know what an opportunity to get to a final. And with the group of players we had, it was a you know a major disappointment. I think we stayed up. Did it was a, it may have been a Wimbledon game. I remember watching from the stands. Uh, Robert, it may have been one-one. I think that something like that needed a point to, to stay up. But it was a really flat end to the season. And I remember sitting in the stand at, at Carrow Road, and the the ground was half empty. And you're thinking, you know, that this was a team really which, you know, was capable on this day, but which was, I don't know, running out of steam, needed a, a little bit of energy um, maybe. And then Mike came in and, you know, obviously progression from within. But what Mike did, I thought, you know, Mike wasn't daft. He, he got the senior players on side uh, and, you know, with a, a sprinkle of the sort of young players, uh, we, we kicked on pretty quickly. and. Uh, the the catalyst for that would have been the first game of the season uh, against Arsenal uh, at at Highbury, and it was a really strong Arsenal team. But I think we were two down at half time. I was playing centre forward at a particularly uh, disappointing first half, and then Mike made an inspired substitution. Fifteen minutes into the second half, he he brought me off and put Mark Robbins on. They <laughs> never looked back, and Mark Robbins scored a brilliant chip that day, but the belief which that 45 minute performance gave the whole team was the springboard really for for our success we we had so much belief because you know this wasn't a mickey mouse arsenal team this was a you know much fancied arsenal team a strong arsenal team and uh, and then that whole season was just i mean use the word roller coaster but i mean it was it was a I mean, we, we were the team to watch, good or bad, and there was plenty of bad. I think it was, you know, I think we got beaten 7-1 at Blackburn. Um, and I remember that game well. I think Ian Butterworth told me to keep my head up after the game when he was at fault for about four of the goals. So that was a good learning curve 
as a youngster. Uh, I think he came out to the press and said that. He said, I told Chris to keep my head up. Uh, I mean, talk about passing the buck and blaming other people. I didn't cover myself in glory, but blimey. Uh, so, you know, that was all about looking after yourself back then, wasn't it? You know, it's pecking orders in football. Um, and, you know, that particular time, I think, you know, Mark had come in and Mark had come in with the big reputation as a goal scorer and, and he was a fantastic goal scorer. But, the, you know, the thing which was always levelled at Mark is, so it depends which way you look at it. If he, if he wasn't scoring, then, you know, what was he doing? Because he wasn't particularly pacey. Um, and uh, you know he, he wasn't one really to hold the ball in so this that and the other but you know you had to feed him and uh, you know if we fed him he you know he, he could score goals but there, there was competition for places but I think predominantly that season which was why Norwich City ended up with a negative goal difference I was a centre-half uh, you know for most of that season but you know it was a I mean it's some big wins I think um, you know, certainly, certainly away from home, and, and had that belief. We could have actually won the Premier League, and people people forget that. I don't think sitting in the dressing room that season we ever felt, and I can never remember anybody actually talking about it. And maybe we we should have done, but that that probably summed up a little bit that you know we didn't have the mentality of the big boys. You know, this was a United team at the time, but you know who were just starting off under Sir Alex with their um, Premier League domination. Bruce Pallister, Ince, Giggs, Cantona, Mark Hughes, and you know big players, huge, you know players' reputations and characters. And we were we were little Norwich City punching above our weight, maybe lacking belief. And, and had we had the belief, maybe we you know could have got over the line. So this is Dave Phillips, good footballer Dave Phillips, Mark Robbins and myself. And I take it that I was just joining in on the celebration there. Um, yeah, still that, still that ugly kit. What did, you, what did you think when you first saw that kit, Chris? When what you, did when I... When you first unveiled the kit you heard? Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm no, no sort of fashion expert, but even, you know, my eye isn't good for fashion as people well know but even myself thought blimey I mean what is that but is it that's coming back isn't it I think is it have I not have I not said I've, I've seen the kit being sold in in a, a shop in Chapelfield Norwich City shop in Chapelfield so it is people I mean the one thing you'd say is people remember it I mean you know all for the you know all for the wrong reasons but people remember it the Manchester United game at Carrow Road was the one which was a real a real sore point because you know had we I think we were three down early uh, pretty early or oh, certainly in the first half and that all ended uh, a bit flat so I, th I think that season as a whole I mean albeit I was young you know when you're when you're so close to uh, to achieving something then uh, you know I think that you know as a whole you finish the season you think brilliant we've finished third but that was a season you know which was a you know what might have been when you look at Leicester, what Leicester City achieved. You know later on, you know which which was phenomenal, and I suppose that was a that was a story, well, other than we didn't win it, which, <laughs> where you know we had the opportunity, and you know will that ever happen again in in Norwich City's uh, history? Probably not. Do you um, were you happy that you were playing European football? Do you remember? I know Rule oh, well, he wasn't fussed about a lot of things, Rule. Uh, he was sort of quite easygoing, wasn't he? Uh, no, it was a, I thought it was a big deal. And, uh, I mean, I, look, uh, I think the mentality was what we, we played. I mean, we'd had, you know, we'd had pre-seasons in, in Sweden, this, that and the other, which were always, you know, quite good fun. Uh, but then, you know, European competition, Norwich City, uh, you know, going in, Vitesse Arnhem was a bit of a tester, but what did we beat them 3-0 I think pretty comfortably but we were a good team and uh, I mean we, we were a bit of an odd team really but on our day we were superbly capable and we I mean this was the season uh, well the European football season was when Mike played a system which I, I don't think has ever been since, uh, seen since the sort of three centre-halves and a sweeper behind it I mean, heaven knows how we ever got forward, but we did. We did have a good balance because we had the pace of Efren Okoku, who was, you know, so quick. Uh, we had the guile of Ian Crook in the middle of the park, who could pick a pass. You had Jeremy Gossi was the legs. 
and uh, and you know you had the talent of you know the likes of Rule Fox, who you know was a really I, I thought it was an underrated player, you know, and, and, you know, subsequently, you know, had a phenomenal career, but a really clever footballer, could cross a ball, could come in and link up. And, you know, we, we were a very capable side. I didn't think we feared anybody. I, you know, I mean, we'd, I think in, in the European season, uh, we'd, you know, gone to Manchester, Old Trafford, Manchester United and drawn 2-2 two, two and put in really strong performances and, you know, I mean, this was the season, I think we'd be evident 5-1 away, uh, you know, Crystal Palace 4-3, Leeds 4-0, Jeremy Goss's goal of the season, we beat Blackburn second game of the season away. I mean, we, we fancied ourselves, you know, we were, you know, we, we, were, we were that strong, but then we always had that you know that side to us where we, we we could shoot ourselves in the foot and get walloped but if we were at it then we you know we were you know we were as good as anybody we just weren't consistent enough how about the first uh, trip away Vitesse going on a European tour all the fans went on a European tour Norwich on tour yeah. what was that like as an experience uh well the Norwich airport was, <laughs> was full I think for the first time in its history uh no it was it you know I mean a great great memories uh the first game was at home though wasn't it three nil and the second game mike actually sort of tweet i i remember playing in a little bit of a deeper role in that and efinokuku missing about three one-on-ones we should have we should have really put the game to to bed out there but but that was that was he was phenomenal effort was as a player because and really good for me in my development because uh, you know, you could just hook things into an area, flick things on, and he he was that quick that you know he could make up yards. And I I really enjoyed, you know, playing with Effen and the whole team at that particular time. Uh, you know, in terms of my development uh, as a player, you know, the, uh, the likes of Rule Fox and Ian Crook. I mean, we had a little uh, free kick routine uh, myself and Ian Crook, where he'd he'd take a step back, we'd make eye contact, and. I'd then peel away and make a run. I scored, I think, two or three goals from three kicks that season from that same routine. And, you know, that actually, you know, was in terms of my development and making me as a player, you know, was a lot down to the players uh, who I was playing with at that particular time. Uh, this next one, I don't know what da I don't know what Dave Phillips has, has quite got on there. I don't know why he's got his hand on Lee Power's knee. Uh, but now I thought, I mean, what shirt does Dave fit? I mean, you talk about kits. What on earth is that? No international kits there. That was my 12 minutes for England. I don't know if that, that's the shirt. And Lee Power. He's the chairman of Swindon Town now, isn't he? Lee Power. So, ah, oh, lovely memories, that. Brian Gunn with a head of hair and a young Mark Bowen with a head of hair, which he doesn't have now. You guys still see each other, get together, have any reunions? Um, well, I've, I've seen Brian a little bit. I haven't seen Lee for years. Apparently, you can't miss him. No. I don't know whether you understand that, but there you go. Mark, Mark Bowen is big boy now, Lee, is what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, and Mark Bowen is had an extremely successful coaching career, so I've, I've, uh, I've bumped into him the odd time. I think what was underrated uh, or underestimated is actually our home performance against Bayern because, you know, to go over there and win, and I know everybody's talked about it being the first, I think, the first British team to go over there in the Olympic Stadium to do that. I'd actually had a skirmish uh, with the kit man, Jock Robertson, where I tried to put him in a skip, uh, I think, just just before kickoff, and he came out swinging this, that and the other. and that. So that was a, that was a sort of an interesting memory before the game, but that was a bit of a side issue. But the game was, you know, phenomenal, really, and it just just sort of summed us up at that particular time in terms of, you know, what we had in terms of belief and going over there, the players that they had, and uh, and doing a job job on them. Did we think we'd do it? Of course we. I mean, absolutely not. You know, you don't fancy yourself, but. You know, when you actually strip everything back and look back to those days and, and the English teams, you know, we'd beaten and gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with, you think, well, well, why not? But I thought that the home game was big in terms of uh, showing real character and belief to go down early as we did and coming back. And over the two legs, uh, you, you know, we deserved to win the game and albeit they were terrible, terrible losers, the Germans, weren't they? But, you know, they got what was uh, coming to them.
you know, the bottom line is, is, is you know, little Norwich City are knocking out huge European giants, and uh, and they didn't like it, and uh, you know, and I, I you know, I, I can I can understand that, but you know, it doesn't detract from the fact that we were the better team. Is that you say the best night at Carrow you ever experienced? Uh, oh, yeah, I think so. I think that that you know that would have to be. I mean, looking back now, if you know, you ask anybody the greatest moment in Norwich's history. I would say that you know the first leg in Munich would be the night everybody remembers. But uh, but I think in terms of as a player, big occasion, seeing it through, which you know would you know had a, had other opportunities at Norwich in cup competitions to, to do so. But it doesn't get any bigger or better than that. And that still is the, is the greatest moment I think in Norwich City's history. Inter was a disappointment, I thought, uh, and when I say a disappointment, a disappointment from the players' point of view. Great draw, uh, you know, another big European giant coming to Carrow Road, uh, and I mean they were. I think their centre half had a centre half called Bergami, who was one dirty, horrible so and so, but was extremely clever. You know, would pull, scratch. Uh, you know, really dirty type of player, and you know would block, and it was it was it was good for a young player to experience that, uh, and probably the first you know time I, I'd come across against such, you know, uncompromising, rugged defending, sort of you know getting the job done. Um, we had chances at home, we didn't take them, but still, uh, you know, going away to the San Siro, and I think we had a few out that day, but we you know had opportunities. I missed a chance in the first half. Um, which you know maybe I should have scored, and you know I felt that that was that was a game which which passed us by because we had the chances we didn't take them. They scored late on, didn't they, uh, to win the game? I think Efrata Kuku had another chance, and after beating Bayern, you know it would have been nice to to go one step further. But I suppose you know we look back, great support over there, you know it it, it wasn't to be, but that pretty much summed us up you know as a team capable on a day but you know if we weren't quite at it then uh, then very beatable well I, I thought what was going through our mind is this is great but you want more of it don't you and i think at that particular time um we were we were still thinking that you know this is a you know real possibility you know for 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 you know us to have European football for for years to come, but that all that you know this was the season after we'd finished third and uh, and it all 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 unravelled, shall we say, extremely quickly, which was, I think, a major disappointment to to all Norwich City fans, but you know can assure the Norwich City fans it was a major disappointment to the Norwich City players as well uh, at that particular time. Well, I think if I'm if I'm right, this was I'd signed a new deal just before Christmas, and uh, the the new deal and it was you know it was good money back then, and I'd signed a uh, a goal bonus of five hundred pounds a goal if we won or drew, uh, and you know the you know the conversation was is you know. Chris, we're not a selling club anymore. We're going to keep everybody, all the best players together. Uh, we're going to keep this group together and, you know, we're going to have a go. And then Mike, about two, two weeks later, Mike cleared off to Everton, I think, or something like that. And, and Rule Fox got sold to Newcastle. And you're thinking, what on, what on earth has happened? And I had a, I had a fantastic relationship, uh, you know, with Mike, really respected him, and looking back, we, you know, I don't think anybody could blame him. Things didn't work out at Everton, uh, you know, for making that particular decision. But there's no doubt it was, uh, I think, a major disappointment, and uh, and you know, a, a major factor in that Norwich City team uh, disbanding, you know, and uh, you know, as it was, and. And with Rule going, who was you know good as I say, a good friend on and on and off the pitch, um, it was disappointing. And I know you know I think they replaced Rule with Neil Adams, who was a good uh, good Norwich City player. But I I personally never felt it was it was going to you know to be the the same. And I, th I think Norwich City had lost a, a major creator in 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 Rule Fox and an attacking force. So you know from then on. Uh, you know, being a Norwich boy, being brought up in the area, 
I know you'll hold it against me that I used to support Nottingham Forest, but you know, I, I did like, you know, I did, I did have an affection for uh, for Norwich City. I, you know, I was being spoken to from other clubs. Can you say tapped up? I don't know whether you can, uh, but you know, but I knew then that there there was an opportunity for me to uh, to move on, uh, and reluctantly, and I, 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 I mean reluctantly, you know, it it was a decision um, which was the sensible decision because you know I was ambitious. I think he went just before we had an FA Cup tie at Wickham, and it was. <laughs> It was all, uh, I think John Dean took over and and I liked John very much as a coach, but I felt that we had lost the authority or, you know, the, it's difficult where, you know, you make the transition from a coach into manager. Mike did it, I, I thought Mike did it superbly. Um, Mike had a bit of clout about him when he when he moved from from the reserves, and you know he, he could have a temper. And Mike, you know, he could row this, that, and the other. John was, you know, a, a coach who was a friend, you know, a, a friend to a lot of the players in, in many respects, and had a relationship. And I didn't feel that Mike, that John had the real confidence that Mike had in itself. That's not to say he wasn't a fantastic coach and a good football brain, um, you know, because he was. But we, you know, we, we'd we'd lost, you know, a manager who. You know, had come in, you know, our figurehead where we'd finished third in the Premier League, where we'd gone into Europe and, you know, beaten a major side in Europe where we could go toe to toe, you know, with, with any other team. And, and, you know, he had he had gone. It was, you know, his decision to go. And I just, you know, it was it was a, it was a tough period, um, really. And, and albeit, I think we beat Wickham 2-0. That was Martin O'Neill uh, was the manager uh, and I scored a couple of goals in that game and, and uh, Martin has held it against me ever since but uh, but no it was all I knew from an early stage that you know things the likelihood was unless there was you know a dramatic change and and, and you know there was ambition shown by Norwich City uh, then that I was going to go to leave it was all really odd because you know I mean discussions go on between you know players agents clubs as we all know and pretend that they don't um but i mean you know robert chase who you know now now everything has ended and and this that, and the other and he's not at the club anymore i thought robert chase actually did some good for norwich city back then i can i can totally understand the frustration of you know of the support and the you know the fans and the players were frustrated because uh, you know after Europe it was loose in the purse strings, loose in the purse strings, and uh, and that you know for whatever reason that didn't uh, materialise. I think in in terms of uh, you know the way I was transferred. I mean, uh, and the sort of infamous press conference where you know I'd signed for Blackburn a week before, but told to shut my mouth. Uh, really, otherwise you know. Otherwise, I'd be in trouble. I mean, I couldn't have been in trouble because I'd signed for them anyway uh, a week earlier. But that was all, you know, extremely odd and and sort of, you know, a little bit conniving. I think if you know, we can say that from from Robert Chase because he'd done the deal uh, for me to be sold for for five million and then changed the terms. I think he'd said uh, that if if I wasn't there the next season, then he wouldn't be there, which uh, which a lot of the fans. Might have been happy about. I, d I don't know, but he, he certainly changed, you know, the terms and, and called the press conference where he said that, uh, you know, if I was to go for a British record fee for five million pounds, then, then you know that would that would change things, and you know the fee had already been agreed, and I'd signed for Blackburn a week earlier, which you know put me under a bit of pressure, uh, in, <laughs> in the press conference at a slightly awkward position, but as with most things in my life, I just went along with it. Uh, this one, yeah. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the infamous press conference where I just know that Robert Chase is talking out of his backside, really, um, and talking utter nonsense and and kidding everybody on. But you know, I said, but having said all that, you know, I I, I do that. I don't think he was the worst man in the world, Robert Chase. And I do think that he had Norwich City Football Club at his heart. But at this particular time, he was just bullshit.
everybody really because I'd you know I'd already been sold to Blackburn so that was he wormed his way out of a, a situation and then probably you know I mean you have to say unfairly put me in a in a position but uh, you know as a weak character I just went with it you have much of a summer holiday that summer or was it no i actually got arrested didn't i the night before i, I flew up yeah, to blackburn not really it's brian gunn's fault uh no we'd met for a, a few drinks in the city and uh i was a young man back then and uh i decided to jump into a uh into a, a car which was parked and i think i i bent the indicator or the steering wheel and and the next thing i think i had what did i i had i i there's a nightclub in Norwich which the people may well know back then called Highs and I think the police came into Highs looking for me and I ducked out the fire exit and taxi to well I used to live in Thorpe and, uh, and the next thing I had three police cars surrounding the car and you know I mean you thought you just thought I'd committed a, a serious crime this that and the other spent the night in cells and think all I was thinking is god my dad's gonna go nuts he's gonna he's gonna slaughter me and then of course i had the you know thinking is the deal gonna go through this that and the other because I, I didn't have a clue but uh uh no i called kenny dalglish in the morning and uh and he just laughed <laughs> which which was extremely fortunate for me and i flew up to blackburn on a on a private jet from uh from norwich norwich airport but my um, there was only four of us on the plane and my dad didn't say much to me on the journey the, the night out I had was a sort of drinks thing, final, final drink in the, in Norwich and you know a few of the players came, I think some of them were on holiday, this, that and the other. Uh, you know, Brian Gunn was the instigator and misled everybody and that was the, that was the long and the short of it really. But no, I was, uh, I, I, I have to say I was, uh, you know, very respectful of the club and very thankful to the club for, you know, all the way what what they'd done for me and you know I mentioned Keith Webb earlier who I you know I didn't like him as a as a coach I thought that uh, you know I, di I didn't like his approach at times I thought he was very hard line uh, but you know looking at looking back I you know I, I, I totally understand that and I don't think at all times I covered myself in glory in terms of you know getting too big for my boots at times and uh, you know and uh, so you know i can understand it in some of the ways you know why why keith was you know the, the way he was but you know i'm very grateful to to him for for what he did you know throughout that period and the, and the whole regime you know from dave stringer dave williams mike walker down uh you know i don't think you'd find too many players whether they you know went on to professional contracts or not who would find much fault in uh, you know in the way that we were brought up you know, in the youth team and, and you know, and, and, and through the reserves, it was a good environment to be in. Did you, did you enjoy coming back to Carrow Road to play? Yeah, well, I came back with Blackburn and scored after four minutes, but we uh, we, we ended up losing the game 2-1. Uh, and I, I got a little bit of stick at this, that and the other. But no, I, I think that was the only time I came back as a player. Uh, in fact, I think Celtic came back in, a, in Tim Shepard's testimonial. Um, but I th yeah, I think that was the only time. So that yeah, I was probably disappointed. I, I I didn't come back, you know, more often. No, this is where I'll you know I'm I'm I'm, go I'm going to settle here. I've always, albeit I wasn't born in Norfolk, I've always thought of myself as a you know a Norfolk lad, uh, you know this that and the other. And I moved back. Uh, you know I like the area. I live in uh, you know I'm in North Norfolk, but I moved back to be you know in and around my dad who's sort of suffering at the minute. Um, so that was, you know, why I moved back, but not, you know, just, but it's a nice place. I've got children to bring my kids up. So, you know, I, I certainly count myself, a, you know, a Norfolk and a, and a Norwich boy. Whether other people do is, uh, you know, entirely up to them. But I've always, I've always followed the club, you know, from afar. But I think as a city, you know, it's a, you know, fantastic city and a, and a lovely place to, to bring your kids up. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was, this. <laughs> This was, as you well know, uh, a Santa run, because I don't normally dress like this. And the fact that that's my son, uh, James, in front of me is the most disturbing thing about this whole thing. Um, so 
this was in i can't remember where this was this was a, it may have been at sandringham or, or somewhere like that and i should have actually won this this race but the guy who went off because the guy who went off at the start went the wrong way and uh and i still finished fourth i still and my son beat me which was you know pretty remarkable but no from my uh as a pretty sad day from my playing days i wasn't i wasn't and am not what i was your, um, some of your boys have gone into football as, as well, haven't they? Uh, some of them, yeah. Uh, no, they like the football. Um, Ollie's just signed for uh, for, for Wroxham. Uh, you know, he's, he's a good lad. He lives in the city, and uh, he's, he's a talented boy. So, uh, and he, he used to play for Wroxham uh, as a youngster. And I, I I played the odd game with him and a few of his mates, and, and you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. So, it's a good little club, and. Um, you know, I look forward to, to go down there and, uh, and and watching him. And a lot of his a lot of his friends who I've got to know play play locally. One plays for Great Yarmouth, another one another one of his friends is just signed as goalkeeper for Lowestoft. So it's, I, I really follow the local sport, um, you know, closely. I'm you know big big fan of the, the local cricket as well. One of my my eldest son plays for Cromer at cricket. So uh, no, I'm I'm one who uh, who I I know you work for the EDP, but uh, you know buys the EDP on a Monday, especially religiously. You have managed against Norwich um, for Lincoln. Oh, did it? What, what was the score? <laughs> what was the score? I think the, I would say that we must have lost. I want to say we Lincoln at that at that particular because I don't think I won a game. So, so no, no, we, yeah, no, I I think yeah, I can't remember the score in that though. So I'm probably. Do you know the score? I mean, what is this? I think you're right. You did lose, but I can't remember what the score was. Are you being kind of? Paul Lambert. <laughs> yeah, well, I used to play with. Uh, used to play with Paul. At, well, I, what, three or four years with him at Celtic. Really, really good footballer and phenomenal job he's done at Norwich. But now he's gone to the dark side, hasn't he? You know, when I was younger, I think at Norwich City, I used to buy all the papers. You know, when I've been linked with this, that, and the other clubs, and I liked all the adulation. Uh, you know, as, as you do, you get sucked in. I think as I did, and then when you know, I mean, there was no pressure playing for Norwich at that time. I think you know we had a particularly brilliant period, and and all you get is praise, praise, praise. But then as soon as I moved to Blackburn, you know, which was a British record transfer fee, before I'd kicked a ball criticism criticism you know is he worth the money and things change and then when I took a bit of criticism I uh, I ended up being a big baby and I didn't like it and uh, and so you know once you stop playing you sort of realize blimey what was I worried about and uh, you know well, I should have looked at things more reasonably back then and uh, so you know it is, it is what it is criticism is part of the game and you know I think some of it's constructive some of it's not but it's you know I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't change the world. It's, it, you know, it's the we all love a football, and everybody has an opinion. It's just I'm I'm right more than most. Ah. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Your Norwich City hero. Uh, oh blimey, that's a tough one. My Norwich City hero. Oof. My Norwich City hero would have been my dad who uh who uh, played for norwich city uh back in the day he his nickname actually at norwich city uh was salty because uh as as an apprentice uh he put salt uh in everybody's tea rather than sugar one day so that was his nickname back in the day so he would be my, my norwich city hero tell us something we <laughs> tell us something we don't know about your norwich spell that's a very that's a, that's a very difficult one and what wouldn't you know about my norwich spell so we used to play spoof a lot and uh, which is you have three coins and anyway if there's three of us the maximum is nine minimum is 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 naught and uh and we were driving i don't, I don't know we were driving through out near beckel somewhere one time and and the game was and so we decided we'd have a game of spoof to see who would run into this field of uh, field of pigs field of figs which is interesting and uh and pick a pig up and give it a cuddle and uh and i ended up losing so we spent 20 minutes trying to round up a pig and uh and give it a kiss uh and that it didn't happen <laughs> that that's terrible <laughs>
When did it nearly end early for you at Norwich? Well, it did end early for me at Norwich when I was 12 and uh, they rejected me. So, it, you know, that may have been a good decision at the time, but uh, it probably was the right decision because albeit I was tall, I, uh, I wasn't much good. Your favorite Norwich City moment or memory? Oh, I'd have, I mean, I'd have many good memories of Norwich City in terms of moments. I think the season, uh, the Bayern music, uh, the Bayern, Bayern music, the Bayern Munich season, uh, of course, but I liked games like at Old Trafford where we went uh, and we, we, we played a really good United team and went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. We ended up drawing the game 2-2. Could have won it, should have won it. Uh, Leeds United 4-0, Jeremy Goss's goal of the season. I don't think it gets any better than that. As a player, uh, you know, going up against a, a, a top team and totally dismantling them. And, and you, know, that's, you know, that's what we did. I think Rule Fox scored two, I scored early. I think David O'Leary, uh, as one of his last games as a lead centre-half, they took him off after, after 30 minutes. We, we absolutely demolished him. And, uh, and as a player, it, doesn't, you know, it, it, it really doesn't get any better than you know, up against top team, top players, and having that superiority. Uh, superiority. Uh, Everton 5-1, Efenokuku, four goals you know i mean they, these weren't mickey mouse teams these these were teams you know full of established international so i've probably given you a memory or or two too many but these are all they're also you know bad memories on the flip side blackburn 7-1 this that, and the other uh, the sunderland semi-final which which was a disappointment but there's uh, it's a good mix there who do you miss and why uh <laughs> who do you miss and why I I saw rules. Uh, I think I saw rules answer to this. I, I I miss I miss the dressing room. I miss the fact uh, you know not not going into training and having the the dressing rooms at the band. I mean that was you know in many respects the best part of the day going in and and you know someone going to rip you and you have to be on your toes and and rip someone back so that was you know that, that's probably the biggest part but if if i miss anybody i think i miss rule and i miss lee power we had a good little little trio on and off the the pitch uh back then so they would be the two which i miss and would i like to relive those days uh probably um albeit we probably wouldn't get away with it these days who don't you miss uh and <laughs> that's has anybody ever answered this question? Who, do, who don't you miss and why? I don't miss uh, Gary Megson uh, and why? Because when he came, I mean, and very opinionated uh, Gary, with nothing wrong with that, had a huge, a huge uh, mouth. Uh, and I just thought he was so over the top, uh, Gary. So I don't, I don't miss him at all. I don't miss you, Gary. Your Norwich City regret? Um, my Norwich City regret would be uh, Sunderland semi-final. I don't know why you're nodding. Uh, where I had an opportunity to score and I just, I should have scored, I thought. I think I was 12, 15 yards out, ball bouncing, and I didn't get a good contact. And it's something, I mean, do I think about it every day now? No. Is it a regret because of, you know, the context, you know, the chance to get Norwich City into a major final? Absolutely. So, albeit I was a young player, and I know, I know people will forgive me, uh, but I, I regret that. Was the grass greener? Was the... <laughs> what a ridiculous question. Was the grass greener? Uh, well, it was greener because, you know, Blackburn won the title the next season and Norwich City got relegated. So it was, it's as simple as that. So it was greener, unfortunately. But I, you know, I had the opportunity to come back to Norwich later on in, in my career. I actually offered myself up to Nigel Worthington, uh, who didn't want to take me, which I thought was, I think Norwich were in the championship at, at the time, which I thought was pretty remarkable to not even speak to me. Uh, and, and that would have been something which I, really would have would have liked very much and I was still I mean I ended up going to Aston Villa and signing you know signing for a Premier League club so that was something which I 
have to say I didn't really understand what was Nigel's beef because without blowing my own trumpet at that time I certainly think that I would have improved uh, Norwich City's team or certainly wouldn't have been the worst signing it wasn't about money so that would that would be you know talk about regrets actually that would be one which rankles but you know I gave him the opportunity I'm not going to sit there with a with a begging bowl it certainly wasn't about um, money in any way shape or form it was about wanting to come back to my sort of hometown club your message to, Nor to the Norwich City fans those Norwich City fans who can remember me and uh, and my era I think I was lucky enough to to uh, play a part in a team in an era which was the I think the greatest era in, in Norwich's history and that the history books are there and they speak for them for themselves and I feel privileged to uh, have been brought up through the ranks uh, being developed and I think it's good to see now that Norwich through you know being forced to go that way or not are starting to develop again from within because you know that's the life lifeblood and you know I, I count myself as a, a, as a as a Norwich boy and uh, I'm very proud to have, have, have played and, and represented the club and hopefully we will see Norwich City this season in the Premier League doing great things and I'll be there to watch I nominate Lee Power which would be very 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 interesting to do this next time